What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Sunday, May 21st, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 308. And this is a very special first-time episode here. Um, I'm actually doing it very early, but um, I'm in the, the showroom here at the Punchline in Atlanta uh, about an hour and a half before uh, the last show of the week, which uh, been having a great time running the hour, great club. And uh, I have some, some really diehard fans out here in, Adla- in the Atlanta area in Georgia, and they come out to the shows and stuff. And uh, one in particular had tickets to my... My special was going to come out. He always comes out to see me when I'm out here. He's a big-time fan, and he is a Patreon subscriber uh, of the highest level. And, uh, you know, I'm doing a first thing ever here where I'm going to have a fan and a, I would say, comedy nerd, safe to say, uh, on the show as my co-host here, and we are going to shoot the shit. And uh, this is the first time from the showroom where I think you first saw me live, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, so, Robert... Thompson, who also is a frequent um, submitter to the Unacceptables, yep. uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for being a fan, and uh, let's have some fun. I'm excited to have you. No, thanks for having me, man. It's gonna be fun. Um, so I want to just get into how this how this came about. So, um, did you see me ever opening at a big venue out here when I when Burr was out here with me, or did you just hear about me through podcasts, then look me up, and then come and see me that's, here live? Is yeah, that what happened? That, that's exactly what happened. I actually didn't even know you opened for Burr until he brought it up in a later podcast. Well, I listened to his podcast for a while, um, and I heard you on something else, and to this day, I can't remember what it was. There was a few of you. Um, I don't think it was Robert Kelly. I heard you somewhere, and then I heard Burr bring you up. I was like, all right, I better check this guy out, and... Um, I absolutely love your podcast because it's me every day. Everything yeah. I'm like, man, that happens to me every day. So I absolutely <laughs> everything you talk about, I just love it. Well, no, I appreciate that, and I, you know, like I said, you know, and and one thing I'm going to talk about on the show is there was a couple of people who drove here from so far away that are soldiers that are just, it's just amazing and and humbling and everything. And I st- I got to watch my voice because I got one. Thank God I got one tonight. Because if I had if I had two, I'd be fucked. But um, so. Uh, before I get started, before I get into the show, I just want to uh, shout out the, pot, uh, the, the podcast sponsors. And it looks like there's going to be another sponsor coming on next week. But uh, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog. City Living Dog Services and Coach Mike out there in the New England area. Check out Coach Mike's Facebook Live videos with these dogs, his YouTube uh, clips, which were, are amazing. Um, just amazing. And uh, the way he does, he's just patient. This guy trains the wildest, craziest, fucking nutty dogs, and he has them behaving. Uh, he really tailors it to the family. Check out all of his uh, social media platforms, like his uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, and follow Coach Mike at City Living, uh, CityLivingDog.com. And also, All Things Comedy, guys, go to AllThingsComedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts. Also, your favorite comedy albums there. Uh, at All Things Records, and they also have a ton of content which is coming out now. They're even doing television shows, and they're really turning it into a, uh, a funnier die. So I love that diversity effect, and my first album was with them. Check them out at uh, allthingscomedy.com, and follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Now, uh, speaking of dogs, okay, did you hear this story about this Arthur? No. You didn't hear about it? No. Okay, this is this is amazing. So, and I know you have a dog thing going on, right? Yeah, I gotta, yeah. I yeah, so we're going to we're going to talk about that because uh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think you submitted something you're fired up it about. It gets worse. It gets worse. So we'll talk about it. Okay. So, I'm I'm laying in my hotel bed yesterday and ESPN does a featured piece 
and I only catch half of it. And by the end of it, I'm kind of tearing up. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm glad I didn't watch that whole thing because, uh, you know, I just, I caught a little bit of it and I'm just getting emotional. Fucking animals get you. You know, animals oh, yeah. get you. So I'm like, what, what is this about? So it's the Swedish family and they have this, this you know, I'm going to start from the beginning. You know, these adventure sports, there's like teams and it's like worldwide teams. And um, they basically, what they do is they'll have four members of a team and the Swedish team was going to Ecuador where it started and it finishes I forget, like hundreds and hundreds of miles. They do kayaking for, for, for so long. Then they actually hike up like glaciers and people die doing it. Like it's one of the, it's like, so basically it's the most extreme adventure sport and the Super Bowl of it started in Ecuador and there's all these teams and the Swedish team was like one of the top 10, like there's like a bunch, but they were like in the, they were like considered one maybe to win the whole thing. Okay. Okay, so this is like that TV show, but more like that race TV show across the world, it's, but way worse. It, yeah, that's a great like way to way say. Way more it. hardcore. Than, okay. It's, so it's basically like Amazing Race, but like right, the most they, yeah. the most hard. That's a great way to say it too, Robert. Like the most hardcore, fucking nuts. Like you know, hiking up mountains where you could die, and then when you're just exhausted, you got to kayak for hours and hours, and then you got to. Uh, I think one of the hikes was a 20-hour hike. So these guys' legs, they can't even feel them anymore. Like, it's one of these things. So apparently, they all get in the area where all the teams meet up in Ecuador to basically start the Super Bowl of this race, okay? Very competitive, huge, international thing. And they see this wild stray dog just kind of walking around the area of all of the athletes, all of the teams from all the countries. He's raggedy. He's fucking, he's like white or like a like a like a honey color but he's just like the 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 uh what was benji like you know the the wiry the uh, uh the, well he was just a golden retriever wasn't he or oh no. was he i'm fucking it up no, i'm just he was he wasn't just i'm, a, I'm like what was lassie no it's uh <laughs> it, no it's yeah it, the coil hair the 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 wiry hair yeah, that's yeah, it the wiry hair right someone knows that breed and they say there's this big sore on his back that's like bleeding he's got like gashes and like what looks like being hit with something because apparently these wild dogs, which I know very much about because I have Lloyd from Aruba, mm -hmm. but apparently they were like, it's even worse in Ecuador. They beat them, they kill them. Like they just beat them on the street awful. And this dog is like walking around all fucked up and bleeding and out of it and hungry. And nobody wants, like they were saying, the Swedish team, nobody want anything to do with the dog. They're just looking at him like, you know, just get the fuck out of here. You know, the way you'd look at somebody who smells and is gross and sitting on a thing. Yeah. But the one guy looks over at him and he feels bad. So he's got a meatball, like they had meat, they had protein, because I guess they would eat that on the, on the walk, right? So he just sees a dog, he's like, I'm not going to not give the dog anything. So he gives the dog this, this meatball. And the dog is hurting and all fucked up, and then they finally start to go. And they start on this 20-hour hike to start. And they got, you know, walking sticks if they need, but they're, and this isn't like smooth. Right. This is rough. You're to, going, yeah. yeah, you're going up like stairs, and you're going up all kinds of shit, right? And they notice in the background, they notice the dog is just slowly following. So an hours go by and they look back and the dog always gave himself enough distance to not let them know, but like they kind of knew. And then now they're like eight hours in and the dog is just with them. And then they just kind of make sure the dog is okay. And then the dog gets closer and closer until the dog basically becomes part of them. Right? Wow. No, dude, it gets, wait, Robert, it gets, I'm, got, <laughs> I'm getting the chills right now, okay? So they're looking at this dog, and, and, and you know, they said he's, it's really, 
it's really bad, but then they only had a certain amount of food. These teams only have a certain amount of food to get through this. And they were like, fuck it, we're not letting them, we're not letting them die. And the dog was, like I said, bleeding and in rough shape. So they fed him and they were like, even though we knew we were going to run out of food, we wanted this dog to be a part of this. So, so now 20 hours go by and the dog was like always, and the dog, when somebody would start lagging behind, the dog would go back and like help him and like let them know, hey, like you got to come, right? Now, 20 plus hours into this, they have to go on a kayak for hours. And they, they know that now the dog cannot come. And they actually talked to the head of the gaming of the whole thing. And they were like, you can't take care of the dog. We can't leave him here, right? You, you can't. No, like, no, you, you can't take the dog. Oh. Yeah. They said, can you? Yeah. Just, yeah. So anyway, the guy gets on the kayak and he starts kayaking and he looks back and he just looks at the dog and, and he can't, he can't take him. And they kind of just look, and he feels real bad, and they start kayaking, and all of a sudden they hear a splash. And the fucking dog, bleeding, tired, exhausted, uh, hungry, not really, you know, just in bad shape for 20 hours. He said, fuck it, I'm and with them. And start swimming. And he jumps in the thing, and he starts swimming, and they actually took video of the dog, dog paddling next to the kayak oh. at night when they have a flashlight on him. And they were like, we're not going to let this dog drown or freeze. And they actually pick him up and they take him in the kayak. And now it becomes a, he's with us the whole fucking way. So this dog, this dog did the whole thing, gave them just, they said they don't care about winning anymore. It was about the dog. The dog brought them together. It gave them perspective on everything. And I'm watching this thing and I'm fucking tearing up. And then they're done. They finally crossed 10th. They finished 10th out of all the countries. They ended up finished 10th. And they all walk across, and then the dog walks across, and they know if they leave the dog in Ecuador, it's going to be killed because now it's bleeding even more. There were times where it just was laying on the thing, and it was going to die, and they fed it. Like this thing, like they dragged this thing across with them, just, and it was all love. And the one guy called his wife in Sweden, and he goes, we're taking this thing. So they take him back. But they weren't out of the woods. The dog was dying. Mm-hmm. So the dog is laying there. They're putting all kinds of tubes in him. They're, like, wrapping him up. They're giving him medicine. They don't know if he's going to make it. The dog slowly starts coming out of it. And then it's just this unbelievable ending where he's the family dog. He's, like, like the, the kids. When the kid was born, it licked the kid twice on the head. And now it's the kid's best friend. The guy starts crying. And the interviewer's going, why are you crying? And he just goes, it's the greatest thing I ever did with my life, dude. And I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, I'm welling up in the hotel room and I'm going, holy shit. And it made me think, all right, Lloyd's a pain in the ass, but holy shit, dude. Like they, and, and they, and in Aruba, they kill 200 of the Lloyds uh, a month. So we had to, you know, we had to save them, but it puts it in, it puts it into perspective um, for sure. Uh, hey, hey, Marcy, how are you? Okay. That was uh, Marcy who's been working at the punchline here for 32 years. She has been, she's seen everybody, you name a comic. She's fucking seen them, so it's so cool to see her uh, uh, here all the time because, like, everybody who's come through here knows Marcy. And uh, she was out last night because of personal reasons, but she just came and walked in the door. But, uh, Robert, you yes. wrote into the show, and you told me that you were having uh, some issues with uh, with your dog and the vet and the unacceptable. So uh, explain to the listeners and me uh, what's going on with that. Yeah, so go ahead. Tell me. Uh, all right, so it's a long story. So we originally moved here from Chicago. South Chicago, about right. 45 minutes south. We moved here, and that's when our dog started to have... And we had three dogs at the time. Uh, we had an Old English Bulldog, a Pitbull, and then um, my Great Pyrenees Pointer Mix. 
And when we got here, the bulldog was <coughs> losing her skin, pretty much falling off. Took her to the vet. They said, yeah, a north dog <coughs> coming to the south, it doesn't work out well. And they, they're like, they have no reason to give me other than it just, you, we'll be here a lot. So we gave her creams and pills. It didn't work. No, the, what, the bulldog was not going to adjust to right. the to the temperature, That's what the they climate. Were me. Yeah. Gotcha. So after about a year, we were like, "Shit, this isn't working out." So I call my. Actually, my boss calls me. He's like, "Hey, man, we're looking for a dog. I've never had a dog before. We want something that's trained." Well, this dog is amazing. I'm like, "Well, what do you think about taking Sugar? Her name was Sugar." And uh, he's like, "Well, we'll test it out." So we drove back to Chicago with her for Christmas. Dropped her off. She's been there ever since. He loves her. Her skin is completely. She just didn't work here. Well, we thought that was what was going on with Simba. So we have Simba and Nala. Nala's my pit bull. Simba's my Great Pyrenees. And uh, we thought that was what was going on with him. We brought him in. They're like, no. You know, he's having allergies, whatever. So we put him on a different flea medication to see if that would help. And they put us on uh, Trifexis. It's called Trifexis. And about two weeks later, he starts having seizures. Which I don't know if you've seen a dog have a seizure. It's one of the worst things you'll see in the world. Uh, now, I saw a person have a seizure once on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. I'd never want to see that again. Yeah. It, oh, and a guy in a mall, too. Yeah. It's, it's the same with a dog, except they, like... All fours on their side, and then they bite. He bit through his tongue, and just blood's pouring out on the carpet. Jesus. So that was the first one. It happened maybe five more times. We go to the vet. We're like, something's going on. They're like, um, what's changed in his diet? Is it treats? Is it this? We're like, well, all we could think of is it's when we started trifexis. They're like, no, he might be epileptic. So they run his blood work. They're like, yeah, he's epileptic. He's going to have seizures. So they put him on uh, phenobarbital, which is just... Humans take it that have epilepsy. It stops seizures. They put him on that. He's been on that for about two years. Well, we rec- and we were paying. So we were paying eighty dollars for these prescriptions. Eighty dollars a month. Eighty dollars a month. Okay. For phenobarbital, just as phenobarbital. And then we moved closer to the city where we are now, and we had to switch vets. But until we could find a vet, we needed his pills. So we called. We're like, hey, you could get these filled at Walgreens because it's a human prescription. She's like, yeah, no problem. I go to Walgreens and they give me my total. They're like twenty six something. I'm like the fuck you mean 20? I pay 80 for these she's like oh do you you know do you get them from a vet I'm like yeah oh. she goes yeah they do that I'm like what the fuck you mean they do that oh it, and it's allowed they're allowed to do that they're allowed to mark it up they're allowed yeah there's no law saying they can't I make it be 180 it, that's re- that's unacceptable it's fucking bullshit yeah so so I'm getting heated that heated me up so then we finally get to our new vet and uh we're, we go in there and we're like what's he need we're like well he needs more trifexis and more phenobarbital because he's epileptic and she goes well if he's epileptic, why would I give you trifexis? Well, I don't know. That's the pills he's on for fleas. You know, flea, heartworm, and uh, tick. Trifexis. And she goes, yeah, but if he has seizures, you wouldn't want to give him trifexis because trifexis causes seizures. We're like, what the fuck do you mean trifexis causes seizures? She goes, it's on the box. Why would your vet give you trifexis? It's on the box. It says may cause seizures. So we do what? this. Yeah, yeah. So we do this really expensive blood work. And this is only like three or four weeks ago. Not, maybe not even. So the medication is going to cause seizures? Can cause seizures, yeah. Trifexis can cause seizures. So if they're already having seizures, you wouldn't give them this medication because it could increase them. Wow. So it, so we did this real, we spent like $400 on blood work, and it turns out he's not epileptic. He's allergic to the trifexis that the vet gave us. This whole time, for two years, we're paying 80 bucks a month for pills that we should have been paying 26 for. He also didn't need them the entire time. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do legally? I was told I could, but I mean, you're looking at court fees. That's a that's a fight that yeah, might not, not worth be worth it. taking. But wow. It is worth saying, don't go to that vet, which I'll do. You know, I don't know what I'm gonna do besides yelp about it or something, but <laughs> whatever I can do. But that's ridiculous. Well, it's crazy that the I, I've always hated 
not hated vets, but I just think that they can do whatever they want. I mean, you've had experience with well, vets. Well, I mean, the vet is the vet to me is the uh, the mechanic. You know, the yeah. you know the mechanic sees something wrong with the belt, and the, you know, oh well, we got to charge for labor. That's their price. Yeah. You know, it's like they could say anything that they want with their price. So, um, with our cats, you know, I was told that it would be, you know, I guess four hundred dollars to do the surgery to take the, um, you know, he had a uh, he had a ruptured cyst on his mm. back to take that off and do all that. And uh, then the, she gave me the bill and it broke it out. It was eleven hundred, and I was like, "Well, I thought you told me it was four hundred. And she goes, "Well, no." This and I just looked at all these add-ons and I'm going, "You know, my cat's gonna live with what he's got." Yep, you know? yeah. I mean, my cat's twelve years old now. He's fine. Uh, both cats are twelve. They're fine. They're big. They're healthy. You know, Stanley just had a little bump, uh, which it seems to be fine. He's not. You know, he's walking around. He's running around. He's chasing. He's eating. You know, they're fine. And this lady would have taken eleven hundred dollars from me and my family, uh, and you know, again, it's not the money. If if you if you have to spend it mm-hmm. and you have it, mm-hmm. you spend it. But to just mark it up like that, but the fact that your dog was having seizures and you were being overpaid for something that they gave you, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Well, and you have every right. That's the, I mean, you want to talk about unacceptable? Yeah. You have every right to bash that company, that that vet, those doctors. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, my I have a really. Uh, really good buddy. He used to be in New Orleans, uh, named Brian, and he's he works with a lot of dogs in his life. He he worked with pit bulls and prolies. The TV, and right now he's working on a TV show with uh, Jack Bender. He's but he's their dog guy. So anytime there's a dog in the in the show, he takes care of the dog. And even he, I told him this maybe last week. I went to Charleston to visit him or two weeks ago. He's like, I would sue the shit out of him. I would go everywhere, tell everyone not to. He was just yeah. livid. He's no, like, you need I, to do something. I think so. I think, uh, you know, without going the legal route and spending all that money, At you could go on a... Know, right. Yeah, like, you should definitely... You know, look, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, campaign a smear tour yeah, here. but I don't want to be a blogger either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but but you still... Uh, that's still not cool because how many other people are they doing that to? That, well, that's what he said. He's like, they can be doing that to everyone's dog. Knowing it gives them seizures... And I us mean, being stupid, like, oh, yeah, just, we don't know. Yeah, you know? like with that town, just yeah. dogs are flopping yeah. around. And like it's, fucking... it's, it's a smaller town in Georgia, so I mean, yeah. So yeah, it could be happening. So that's what he told me. He's like, you need to stop it. But yeah. yeah. So all right. So anyway, you know, you're you're a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about I want to talk about you and how you got into the um, because you're the type of fan and and you're the type of yeah you're the type of fan and podcast listener that is all a comedian could really ask for it's a dream um i appreciate you i'm humbled by it it's amazing to have people not only listen but come out to the shows watch you grow as a comic and and listen to you know everything that you do how did you first get attracted to stand up comedy um like from the beginning like from the very beginning that goes that goes pretty deep i don't know if we have that much time but i'll tell you i'll make it quick do the short i'll make it quick yeah um, my parents would fight a lot, so I would have a friend, and I'd go over to this friend's house, and his dad would always have on uh, George Carlin or uh, George Carlin. Yeah, he would always have him on, and I would sit there and watch him. I'm like, this guy's pretty funny, e- even though I didn't know the jokes at the time. And I, I, I want to say I was eight years old, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, my parents did that. I didn't, they didn't split up till I was about fourteen. So it started about then, and the, the bad thing about it was I tried to find another comic, and there was none quite as funny as as he was. You know. Right. And then um, after, I guess after, during high school, I was in drama club. I was in choir. I was a choir nerd. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> and I would still just watch stand-up. And then Netflix only made it even better. Netflix yeah. came out, and I was like, oh, there's all these comedians I never even knew about. Yeah. And then podcasts got huge, and it all was just, there's comedy. I listen to comedy seven days a week, to and from work, 
at home. My wife hates it. She hates it. She's like, comedy again? She's like, it's two in the... I, wake up, I, have to, I have to kick my cruise off at 5.30 in the morning. But I wake up earlier than that because of my sleep schedule. So at 2.30, I wake up and I put on a special I haven't watched. Yeah. In bed, you know, and she wakes up. She's like, babe, it's 2.30 in the fucking morning. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this just came out this morning. You know, and she gets so pissed. That's so funny because uh, last night... Uh, well, I'll talk about... I just want to say, women in the guy's life who love stand-up always say, Paul, I wake up in the morning to your voice. Or, you know, and uh, it's funny. Some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, one guy was like, dude, my wife hates you. And he was like half joking. He goes, she thinks you fucking whine like a bitch about everything. And I'm going, that's the unacceptable segment. You got to do that. So, but I do want to, I do want to shout out these two guys last night. Cause this was amazing. Um, John, uh, Baxley, who was, uh, his platoon was the animals and he's the one that named. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it took him, I found out last month, I mean, I found out last night that it took him two months to get the platoon name changed to the animals. And then I have this picture of them when they're in front of their uh, hybrid Humvee fucking tank, and they all have their, like, code names. They're all animals. And there's this stick laying on the, on the, on the vehicle that says the animals or whatever, animals. And it was just one of the most humbling things ever. Um, and he drove seven hours from Louisville, Kentucky, to be here last night for the show. He drove seven hours. Uh, dude, cannot thank you enough. Um, it was amazing. And then Josh, uh, I don't want, I'm going to butcher his last name, but uh, you gasty, you you gaste. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. I'm, that's the one thing I didn't uh, talk to you about, but he's a ranger. He drove two hours uh, last night with his wife to come to the show, and uh, they brought cigars. We hung out, and... Um, his wife goes, I wake up to your voice of you just <laughs> yeah. ranting and everything. But one of the greatest things he did was he was sitting there with me and Bartnick and everybody. We went to the cigar place and he puts down these coins and they're these, yeah. the ranger, mm -hmm. the army ranger coins. And we were basically, what's this? And he goes, look, if you do something really good, but you don't get a medal for it, like a, a big medal, mm -hmm. they give you these things. And he was like, so thank you for making us laugh and distracting us. And he gives us these like, Army Ranger coins that say like loyalty and, and, and courage and selfless and all these amazing things. And like this is like a real metal fucking like awesome, awesome coin. And me and Joe are just like, oh my God. And those guys are the best. I can't thank you enough. Uh, but I got a message for John Baxley's wife, Emily. This is for you, Emily, because I heard you think that I'm a whiny bitch sometimes. All right, look, it's just the podcast. It's just the unacceptables. All right. So I don't want to hear any shit, Emily, because your husband drove seven hours to see me and you should have been there with him. No, in all seriousness, um, that's like the second time somebody's like, you just complain about shit. I go, no, I complain about shit that's unacceptable. I'm a very easy going. I don't complain about anything. Like uh, one thing me and Bart are going to talk about, I'll talk about it real quick here. Waitress here mm -hmm. threw down the food yesterday or, or at, uh, at the Mexican joint over here. And she put the food down, and as she put it down, she goes, oh, that shit looks good. And she cursed and said, that shit looks good. And I'm just looking around. I think she said fuck a couple of times. She's like, oh, I can't wait to get the fuck or something. And we're just like looking around like, what the fuck? So maybe I, it's complaining a little bit, Emily, but it's what I have to do. And I'm half joking with you, and I hope I don't annoy you too much. Uh, you obviously have a great husband who supports what I do, and uh, I hope I don't annoy you uh, too much. So I'm just, I'm just kind of fucking around here. But made me think of that, uh, Robert, when you said... Your wife is like, really? Well, didn't you say the first time you came here, your wife was like, 
why are we going to this? Or like, this is annoying. But then after she saw the show, she yeah, enjoyed so, it. Yeah, so she she still doesn't really appreciate stand-up comedy because I watch it too much. Whatever, she doesn't appreciate it. But she does. She likes she likes a few people. She likes you. Um, she thinks Bill Burr's sexist, so she don't like him. <laughs> um, she, I, I, she doesn't like me. She likes another Asian lady. I don't know. I don't remember her name. So she likes a couple now, which she didn't like any before. The funny thing is, Bill is not sexist. He just... No, he, he's fantastic. He just goes... That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 good. We'll, we'll sit on the deck. I'll barbecue. We'll, I'll have. It's usually you um, during hockey season. You know, Barnick. Your, yeah, it's your man. Um, which right now he's got to be loving life today. I'm sure. He uh, yeah. He actually texted me and said the Pens were up five nothing. Oh, they won six nothing. Did they? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, my boss is my boss now. My new boss. He's in Pittsburgh. He's a huge Pens fan, and he's texting me and. And I'm like, yeah, go, because I'm a Blackhawks fan. And once they were knocked out, he's like, well, now you got to root for the Pangs. I'm like, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's... But um, there is one thing. I don't know if you want to get into something else, but there's one thing I want to no, talk about. No, go ahead. About, go ahead. Is you seem to have a hatred towards Chicago pizza. So, okay. and I know you said, yeah, yeah. So, All right. And I know you say, when you want a piece of pizza, you don't want to use a fork and a knife. I already say that once, right? All right, so here's here's my thing with the Chicago pizza. The reason why I sound like this, I put a lozenger in the throat, so... In the, in the mouth. So anyway, here's the thing with Chicago pizza. I think Chicago pizza is fucking delicious. I think it's, it just tastes different. It's amazing. You get, you know, you do get the cheese and the sauce and the bread. However, when I think of pizza, and this was my argument, I almost feel like it doesn't categorize as a slice of pizza, more as like a, like a pizza cake. Yeah. Like yeah, there's, yeah. see, so, so when I, when I hated on it, or when I was trying to, I guess, differentiate, I wasn't trying to shit on. No, no, shit. no I know. Yeah, I just want to. I want to get into something about. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's like a doughy meal. Like if you have a slice of Chicago pizza, like the real deep dish, it's like you're eating an Italian cake. Yeah. It's that's that's the thing. So when I think of, when I think of what's it called, when I think of uh, what? Oh, that's the phone. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I don't know what it was either. Yeah, I don't know if she's gonna have to get that. Or what? We're sitting in the office here now. We had to move from the showroom because they're probably planning to get the show going. And uh, we're literally sitting at the desk where business probably needs to be. <laughs> probably. Yeah. We'll be yeah. all right. We're, we'll like, be all right. we're like losing we're reservations. Down, you know? yeah, there's going to be five people here because we're just not letting them get calls. Um, I need tickets. I'm arguing pizza. Sorry. Um, when I think of a slice, like I don't know if you've been to New York, the Bronx, you know, or Brooklyn or, or, you know, even Manhattan. And when you get like a thin slice of pizza mm-hmm. that you could bend and fold, that was the pizza, like th- that's a slice to me. You guys have a whole new take on it, which is delicious. See, but that's what I want to bring out. Go so ahead. you talking about Chicago deep dish. I've gotten Chicago deep dish twice. People that, real Chicago pizza is small, very thin crust and cut up in tiny squares that you can fit in your mouth, tiny squares. But oh. people that aren't from Chicago think Chicago deep dish have to get the deep because that's like the touristy thing. It's a, yeah, people that actually live in Chicago don't fucking eat that shit. It's people that move there that are like, "Have you had the deep dish?" Like they're not even from there. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. We don't eat. No okay. one eats deep dish. My stepdad eats deep dish. He's from Minnesota. All right, that's what he eats. <laughs> Great town, by the way. <laughs> Great town. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. We went. So when me um, and Bartnick opened for Burr at the Chicago Theater, we went to a place. Wait, Uno one? Wait, what's the? There was a. It wasn't no, Giordano's. It, no, was it? Was it? Could it? Could it have been an Uno's? There's a Uno's. But, but it was like a, a different, not just. It was almost like a Uno's on steroids. It was packed out, and. Um, oh, it was a great story about. Where that. was that? What venue? 
We we did a Chicago theater. Okay, so you were close to the Chicago theater. We were close to the Chicago theater. We hopped in. No, we hopped in a. We hopped in an Uber, and we were probably in a car for you know maybe five ten minutes. We went to this place, packed out, and they brought this thick deep dish. And I, I will tell you, it was delicious. That's when a fan. I don't know if I. I don't know if Bill talked about it, but it was pretty nuts. Where we're sitting down eating, and I guess they were at the Chicago theater because I mean it's a fucking five thousand person venue. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you hear the woman and a guy go, "Oh my God, is that the Bills right there? We were just at the show. That's Bill Burr. Yeah, that those are the, those are them. That's the comedians. That's Bill Burr. We just saw Bill, and they start getting really kind of nutty that Bill was sitting there. So the guy walks over to the table, drunk, and he goes, "Hey, man, you guys are just you know, and he's, he's just like this and that and everything. And uh, Bill was like, one, one second, man, I'm sitting here with my friends. Like we're sitting here, like you know, I'll come up to you guys after, being polite. Right. So the guy just like." Couldn't handle like waited a little bit, but couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it, and then finally he just walks over with a stack of money, like there were hundreds and everything, and he just slaps it down in the middle of the table. And he goes, "Everything's on me, fellas. What are we getting? I'm buying everything like that." And like Bill like took the money and like gave it back to him and said, "Dude." And then finally he was like, "Look, man, I'm trying to." And the guy was in Bill's defense. The guy it was just too much, man. Oh, I was like, "We're sitting down eating." You know, he said he's gonna come up to you afterwards. And do that shit, and it was just, it was weird. It, w- it was weird. But going back to the pizza, the pizza was delicious. I just don't look at it as a slice. So I will try. Now yes. that you told me that, uh, now where's the place to go? Anywhere that does deep dish will have it. It'll be better. And they're, they're smoked, they're cured sausage, uncured sausage. I'm sure you have that in That's New great. York, the uncured sausage or no? It's, was it dry? You mean the dry sausage? It's just, I don't know what the hell the difference is. I'm an idiot, but it's just called uncured. I don't know the difference, but it's like spicier. It's, okay. It's really good. Okay. But yeah, you can go anywhere. I mean, I'd say Jordan's, but that's kind of, that's kind of touristy itself. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's kind of, you got to find, it's like New York. You got to find that hole in the wall. You know, you got to find. Yeah, the good, yeah. So that's what you got to find. Um, but you're bringing up Burr. I met him not too long ago. Didn't even know it was him. Me and, actually, I mean, you were here. You guys did uh, Atlanta, what, six, seven months? October. We went for our anniversary, so I think it was October. Yes. And end of October. And we walked into a Italian restaurant, one person sitting there with a hat and a winter jacket on, and it was like 70. I'm like, look at this guy. Yeah. We sat right next to him, oh, the whole the whole meal. And we heard him go, give his credit card. He goes, thanks, sweetheart. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just knew from his voice from podcast. So I recognized voice before I recognized face. That's funny. Oh, and you were just sitting, did you Yeah, just, yeah. No, I waited until he was done eating. My, my wife, who you've met, she goes, are you going to say hi? I was like, no, he's eating. You know, he's eating. Because you get it. Well, yeah. You get he's, it. And he's that's, got a salad. He's eating. And that's why, uh, yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't have you as a guest on the show uh, if I was, if you were like a weird fan. Because there are some weird fans. Well, I'm like, sure. That, that's the thing. Like, there's a difference between a fan that's a diehard. I mean, you, you've you written into the show, so I'm kind of familiar with mm-hmm. you. It's not like I'm just saying, oh, you're a fan. Jump on the show. Yeah. You've you've come to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen, mul- you and your wife have been here multiple times. Uh, you've subscribed to to the the, the Patreon for the extra content. Yeah, you've, I love the Patreon. Yeah, you've you yeah you've you've you're just you know you get it. So it's like yeah, jump on. And that's something I always wanted to do. And like, sold you know Kelly Meyer. I want to get Kelly on. Yeah, you got to. You know, Kelly I mean the, yeah, the, yeah. the shit. He's the, on your Patreon too. The, I see the, him comment yeah. all the time. The shit. Do you look at those? The shit story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Um, the thing is, the Patreon is weird on the phone. I have a, it's 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 actually difficult on the phone. But um, yeah, I get sometimes I get the messages later. But yeah, like Kelly is. So many stories of mm-hmm. shit stories. That, I mean, I go on the road and people are like, "Dude, Kelly Meyer." Like, people know him, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yeah, of course he's going to." Of course, or of course he's. If you if you know the show, you know that Kelly's a part of the show, and um, his stories are hilarious. So he's going to jump on the show. There's a fine line between a fan who goes overboard 
And, you know, I'm not at that level where I get those too many. You know, I don't. Maybe one or two. Burr, it's different. Uh, yeah. You know, because he's he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's such a big act in the country. He's been doing it for so long, and he's so known that some people just don't have any tact. You know, people go up. Sometimes drunk people just go up and start yelling, and they think, oh, they could just curse. You know, I've seen women run up to... You know, not just Bill. I've seen, like, women... Women are a little, like... They get a little... Oh, yeah, yeah. They get a little... When they get drunk yeah. and shit, they feel like they could say, or you know, whatever. And even if it's really fucking rude and disrespectful. But, um, no, I think you gotta be, like, a fan that kind of gets it. And like mm-hmm. you said, like... Uh, yeah, he's eating a salad. Yeah. He's fucking eating. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, that guy just threw, like, hundreds thinking that that was gonna be that it. That was acceptable to... to like, he thought, oh, the, oh, okay, how can I do this? Oh, money. Money's how I could do it. Yeah, like, no, that was even that's more... That's even worse. It, that, exactly. It's like, fuck you. Like, I don't care about your money. Yeah. Well, you know, he was... He, I actually waited till he paid the tab, wrote the check, and stood up. And I was like, excuse me, you know. And he was sitting right next to us. But, uh, and he was cool. After he left, he talked me for... Actually, he was bitching about his phone. He got a new phone. And he couldn't transfer contacts or something. I don't know. He was bitching about something. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, you really are just the same guy. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> but, yeah, no, oh. he, he said, I hope I'm funny. I was like, me too. Or, you know, I want my fucking money back. It wasn't cheap. He but, always uh, say, he always says stuff like that. Yeah. Like he's just so humble, so nice, so cool. Um, so let's get into. So my unacceptable, I guess, I guess, my unacceptable was was today. I went to um, I can't say the place. I went to a burger joint that's known out here. Okay, and um, oh. right when I walked in, right when I walked in, the lady just goes like, she. You know when somebody like doesn't tell you what to do, but they suggest it. So you're like, that's what they want me to do. Like, she's like, oh, you're going to sit at the bar then? Like, it was almost like that. And I was like, I mean, I would have taken a table, but I guess you want me to sit at the bar, <laughs> right. right? So I'll sit at the fucking bar. So I go to the bar and she's just sitting there and she's like, well, what do you want to drink? And really rushy. She was very rushy and she was very like, and I'm just kind of, and then I'm, um, then I'm listening to her talk and she's like, I'm livid right now. She's like, they don't have, I don't have a line cook. Oh no, she's like, I don't have a food runner here. We don't have a, a hostess here. So now I get it. Now she's alone. She's having a rough day, but literally did take it out of me. I'm not complaining, Emily. Okay. But <laughs> she was just, it was just, and then she, I was like, how's this, um, I go, how's this lamb burger? And she goes, amazing. Okay, and I go, great. And I go, uh, all right. And she goes, so you're going to do that? That's what you're going to do? And it was almost like, well, I'm suggesting, like I'm asking how it is. And she goes, you're going to do it? And then literally, she goes, uh, you want fries? You want onion rings? And she starts rushing through. And I'm like, uh, she's like asparagus. And I go, I'll do the asparagus. She goes, mac and cheese. And I go, can I get a small mac and cheese? And she goes, nah, it's kind of really big. And I'm like, ah, you know what? If I'm doing the asparagus, I'm not going to do a big. Uh... She goes, well, I already put the burger. I already put the, that in. So, and like. So basically, me asking for a suggestion, my meal's already in, she's kind of rushing me, and then towards the end, she knew that she was being a dick, so I didn't say goodbye. I still tipped her well, but just the experience that I've had in Georgia as far as service, with a woman putting the fucking, she had one tooth missing on the side, (laughs) and and to her credit, she had all the other teeth, but the one that was missing, like I have one in the back, actually the far back was I had pulled, right? You don't see them, they're pulled, Mm -hmm. and now... You know, you got to have work done. She had, like, as a waitress, up front, like, gap in the teeth, uh, tattoos everywhere, which is fine. I could look past that. You know, it's a Mexican joint. But then putting the food down, and I'm sitting there with Joe Gonzalez and Joe Bartnick, putting the food down, going, oh, that shit looks good. And I'm just like, did she say shit? Like, it was just, it's just a weird thing for a server to start cursing. And then Bartnick knows she said fuck on three different occasions while serving us. 
she was like, oh, that looks good. Like, that's fucking, like, and just stuff like that. And I'm just like, what? It was so weird. And then today, this lady having a bad day admitting it treated me bad. I felt like I was scolded and I left and I was just like, fuck this. So that's my unacceptable. And I will uh, read other unacceptables if you have anything. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I, I guess, it's, I guess I, it's the dog. I've had an acceptable week, actually. This is great. You had a good so, week. Yeah, I've had a good week. All right, good, good. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's the. Uh... That's why, yeah, I can't write into you all the time. Sometimes life's all right. <laughs> other, than this, other than this school bus, I'm still going nuts over school buses down here. What's going on with the school bus? My neighborhood, getting out to the main street is maybe 30 houses. The school bus stops three times to pick up kids instead of them all just walking to... Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, so we got lucky. We have it come to our driveway. It just comes to your driveway? It comes to my... Like, so... Yeah, it comes right up to the driveway. And, uh, oh, oh, Joe Barnick walked in the up, green dude? room. What's too. going on, Joe B? Pens one? Yeah, 6 0, huh? No, touchdown. When did they get seven? Very end of the third? Uh, in the middle of the third. Nice. I didn't see that. We started this before I could finish. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was definitely a touch- it was definitely seven. Nice, man. Congrats. But, uh, Wingles cheap shot at Wilson at the end, so you never know. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not going to have I'm not gonna have unacceptables. I, I did. I talked about the waitress a little bit. I had to. The, uh, oh, you have unacceptables with him. But uh, well, he was there. Uh, but we got—I got other ones. So, uh, but yeah, I was telling him how the lady was cursing. Oh, what did she say? Did she say fuck? She said fuck like three times. <laughs> right. She was like that's my fucking favorite. That's what she said. She that's goes. My so she, her first thing. So her first thing was she puts down nachos and she goes, "That shit looks good." <laughs> then she said something. I think Joe ordered a salad which smelled and looked delicious and had all this chicken on it. And she goes, "Oh, that's my fucking favorite." It was almost like, remember old school when the guy was singing, cursing? Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and Will Farrell's going, what the fuck? Is <laughs> no. Okay. You, yeah, you taking off? Yeah, we're just going to wrap this up. We're just you, sh- shooting. Are we going to do another one? Yeah, we got to do a Patreon one. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to get some soup. There you go. Joe B. <laughs> um, I just realized, I, don't, I only have a couple of unacceptables here because this is Sunday. Oh, yeah. So usually people do it on like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I'll save those. I'll have them. I'll have more unacceptables after. I'm sitting here shooting this shit with uh, big time TVE fan, um, great fan, great supporter of comedy. The type of fan that you want. The type of somebody. The type of fan that doesn't hear a buzzword and blog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank God you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. And I, I talk about it on stage. I mean, you. You're the type of fans that we want, and you're the type of comedy fans that understand. Look. I'm in a comedy club. I'm gonna hear some shit that's gonna be off color. I'm gonna hear some things that are gonna be edgy, and that's. That's what it is. You you try to put light on hard shit, and you try to make it fun. You're not somebody that's a that's a pain in the ass, and that's another thing that you come across. So you know, I said last night on stage, I, I do a a joke that's really touchy, uh, and uh, you know, it, it gets a lot of people upset. It's a joke about people dying, and uh, I make light of it. And some people just don't know how to handle it, but some people that laugh understand it, and those are the that's the difference. Well, yeah, you can either be sad about things or go. I think that's another thing too. So I had. I don't want to get too in depth with that, but go ahead. But you have shitty days. You have had shitty things happen to you. You've seen it all. You've watched shit happen to your loved ones. When you turn to comedy and even they talk about those shitty things, it's fucking funny. And you can either laugh at it or get sad about it. It's making the positive out of it or a negative, and that's why I love comedy. What that and that's exactly right. And one thing uh, that the soldier said, um, the soldiers actually said last night. And it was one of the most humbling things, and I honestly didn't know how to—I didn't know how to even handle it. He goes, "You know, Paul. Sometimes, you know, we're dodging bullets here, and uh, we lose people. Mm-hmm. 
and you lose a friend that dies and you're just so bummed out and then all of a sudden you know we'll put on TVE and you just take us away from it and you honestly don't understand what you're doing for us and morale and all that and I'm just like I was like I didn't like my shit like me yelling me fucking you know just having fun but it's just something that it's a distraction and it's to do that and to give that service and make people feel like that it's fucking awesome so this podcast is dedicated to fans that's why there's a fan on the show um and uh you know I would say a friend now you know not just a fan but um it's so cool and it's like that's the problem with comedy is people making comedians apologize and it's so cool when you see the fans that are so anti those fans. Fans that are anti-blogger fans. Fans that aren't going to call up and say, oh, my feelings got hurt because the comedian talked about drugs and I lost somebody to drugs. Or the comedian talked about death and somebody's going to die. That's just life. You know, anything that you talk about in this life ever is going to happen. And... You can't go into a comedy club expecting not to hear something that may kind of spark a bad memory. And you're either going to laugh at it and make light of it, or you're going to do the cunty blogging thing, complain, and, and do all this, you know, all this and that. So, um, this uh, TVE uh, 308 is dedicated to the fans, to the cool fans. Um, you know, Robert uh, Thompson here is, uh, you know, somebody that loves comedy, listens to it, started listening to George Carlin. And uh, those soldiers that came out, I'd love to get those guys on. So next time we yeah. could do something like that. But um, it's really cool to just see somebody that gets it. Because I'm sure that you've gone to a comedy show or I'm sure you've listened to a podcast where something hit you and it wasn't exactly great. Or, or, or it, sure. it, it brought a memory that you were like, fuck, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and you do the opposite. You turn it into, oh, I'm going to sit back and drink and laugh at this pain yep. as opposed to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, I'm known, I'm known for that. I mean, you go on my Instagram, it says laugh at pain. I mean, you got to. You gotta. Is that right? Yeah. It says that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's either that, that or one of my, I, I do a podcast too, similar, I mean, similar to yours, but same shit. No one cares. I mean, I started it for my mom. I went from one listener to like 20, so I think I got my aunts and cousins by now. But yeah, it's <laughs> the same Hey, thing. that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, lo- I love doing it. I mean, it's fun. But yeah, it's, it's that's what it says. It's like laugh at everything, laugh at you, you know, I laugh at everything, whatever. It's, that's, that's, that's how it works. That's comedy, man. It's great. And what do you do, uh, Rob, what do you do for a living? Oh, that's, yeah, I'm a superintendent of a paving company. I've been there 10 years, started in Chicago, transferred down here to run these crews that are great. They're a nightmare. <laughs> um, so I, that's kind of another thing. Every day I have, you know, 18 guys ask me what they're doing. What truck are they taking? Uh, do they need diesel? Do they need, whatever. A million questions. Then when they leave, I get them off for the day. I go in and there's everyone from the office. How do we do this? How do we get this? So every day people are just coming at me. I'm like the guy they go to to, you know. Yeah. And then I get home, and they come at me till 10, 11, 12 at night, and they're just always coming at me. Some, I mean, so some, I never am alone. I used to love my drives when I was about an hour away, because that was my alone time. But now I live about a minute away, so I have to, like, pretend I have to take a shit to get away from my wife so I can just sit in silence for 30 minutes. Wow, <laughs> so it's hectic, right? Yeah, it's hectic. I just need to get upstairs and just th- 30 minutes leave me alone. And you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, well, earlier than that, usually. I have to be in the office by 5, so I'll wake up. Well, 5.30, so I'll wake up, like, 4, 4.30. Gee, yeah. how long's your commute? A minute and a half. I mean, it's awesome. It used to be six. It used to be an hour. Now it's a minute. Oh wow! I, I moved real close. Okay. Just because the headaches were too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. And does your wife work? Yeah. Yeah. I, um. She works for. Uh. They build closets. I don't want to say the name, but they they build like rich people closets. So. <laughs> <laughs> they build rich people closets. Well, poor people are calling people to build a closet for them. They don't, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> that's and and so when when do you have time to listen to podcasts? 
Um, uh, as soon as I get home, I go on the deck, I fire up the grill. I usually pour a glass of wine or whiskey, depending on my mood, and that's I have a speaker out there, and that's when it starts. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, what are the other shows you listen to? Um, Bartnick's Puck Off. Um, I listen to Ari Shafir when he's around, but he disappeared. Um, yeah, I think he's back now. He's back now. I don't think but he's he was, on his podcast, he was, though, is uh, I don't know. I, I know he came, I know he's back. I know he came He went back. from Asia. He, he was in Asia for four months or yeah, something. Like and he gone, came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, your mom's house. I love your mom's house, too. Your mom's house? Yeah, Tom Segura and, and Christine. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I that's, love them that's, too. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, it's called your mom's house? I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I heard that that's Tom's fun, really oh, funny. Oh, his yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's one dude I never met yet. Oh, really? I never I never met Tom Segura, no. And, you know, I'm sure. We've heard of each. I mean, he's heard yeah, of me. Yeah, I've yeah. heard, but I just never. No, I never. I, I used to listen to Tiger Belly, but it, it's not for me anymore. Um, they're funny and everything. It's just not yeah. for me anymore. Um, so you are a uh, are you Chicago sports across the board? No, um, I really only like hockey. Um, I don't. I watch football, but I don't care who wins. You always go, Verzi. Uh, I appreciate the sports talk, but you never talk. Exactly. Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, it. Yeah. I know. you get the football. I like football. Football's exciting to watch. But the, so now, would you be? A, Bears, would you man. be a Bears fan though? That's. I, I'm technically. I am. I try to be. I have a Bears T-shirt. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just. I don't care if they win. What do you I, think of Jay Cutler gone? Good. Good. I mean, he's half the reason people hate the Bears right now. He's. You needed to get rid of him. He's awful. He's awful. He never Our won. Coaching was awful. I, They've never had an offensive line. They've never had a. They've never had a quarterback. They've had shit since I've been alive. Yeah. So I mean. So wait, did you grow up watching Jordan? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That yeah. Was, so me and my dad didn't get along ever. That was the only time we got along. Is the Bulls were on, and he's like, "Son, I'm like, yeah, Dad, we got this shit." <laughs> he cracked his bush light. I cracked my root beer, and we, you know, we fucking watched Jordan do his thing. Yeah, you watched Jordan go to Madison oh, Square yeah. Garden and tear uh, our hearts out oh, in games yeah. six and seven. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was gonna say though, watching that, yeah, how are you not a it just didn't stick when he left. I still no. I still I still I still watch it. I'm just not diehard about. I'm, I'm just, right. I love hockey. I think like it's, you're diehard Blackhawks. Uh, I mean, hockey. Uh, okay. I, I, the Blackhawks are out right now. I'm still watching. I mean, it's it's hockey. Though. You gotta get it. Right. right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's great. It, no. The, the skill in it is unbelievable. Now I still like basketball. I got, I love watching Curry do his thing. I think the guys. Are you kidding me? That guy's amazing. Oh, dude. He's, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's it's it, almost too good. It's ruining basketball. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. My, uh, me and my wife, we never really watched basketball together. And I was like, babe, hold on. I've been hearing about this. And this is a few years ago. I was like, I've been about this Curry guy. we got to watch a game. We watched it, and we, our mouths just dropped. I mean, every fucking three he hit, yeah, it went in. Every one of them. So, it's kind of nuts watching him. So, I mean, yeah, I watch it. But I just love hockey a lot, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I'm... Uh, I try. I don't know what it is. I think... You know, somebody asked me the other day. They were like, why aren't you... Like, what are your teams in New York? And I was like, you know, Giants, Yankees, Knicks. And they were like, oh, so Rangers or Islanders? And I'm like, you know, when I was a little kid, my uncle took me to my first hockey game, mm-hmm. and it was Islanders. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, Pat LaFontaine mm-hmm. and shit, I was little. And it was Nassau Coliseum, Islanders, and I was like, oh, this is cool, watching, the, you know, the ice. I remember, I remember being like an event. Like, I remember just like with the lights going on and the ice and them skating and the banners, and I thought it was cool. But I think because... And we actually broke it down. Because the Knicks in the 90s, those 94, 92 series against the Bulls, the, 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 just the break-your-heart uh, you know, pacers, you know, and Reggie hitting those threes at the Garden to kill us that they make fucking documentaries about. That's how heartbreaking it was. <laughs> That's how fucking heartbreaking the Knicks have been. There's documentaries about the heartbreak, how the last-second heartbreak. Um, 
So I think though, you know, the streets of New York were, were it was Knicks, mm-hmm. and not to mention when did the Yankees dynasty the, the mm-hmm. last one started '96, the '98, '99, 2000. So think about that. So that the Yankees were winning World Series in the '90s. The Knicks were having epic series, went to the finals in 94, then went back to the finals in 99 against San Antonio. I mean, got swept, but still, it was that town. So, and then and then you had, and then you had, um, you know, the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Giants won in 91, and the Giants were always, you know, kind of good and had a big star. So, I think with the big three in New York, now it's different with a Boston fan. Like, Bill, like the Bruins were like. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah, 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 yeah. So Boston fans, it's part of their thing. Mm-hmm. New York fans, it was always... So you're either... I mean, some guys took to it, but it was almost like your fourth favorite. That's crazy. Well, yeah, because I mean, you still have your Rangers or Islanders, whichever you pick. I'd pick Rangers over Islanders, but um, you think that'd be... You're in the, the part of the United States where that should be embedded in your brain. But well, I get what you're saying, though, because your other team... But the Rangers only won in 94. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So... But it's still, it's the fucking Rangers. Imagine if the Rangers did 94, 96, sure. 90, and had a run like yeah, that. Yeah, you'd be like, then, yeah. then, it would, then it energizes the city. So I think as a kid, when you don't have that, mm-hmm. and you don't see that, I think that that's what the problem is. And that, that's probably what brought a lot of a lot of Hawks fans, too. They started kicking the shit out of people and burst shit all over them last year, waiting for the Blues well, to win. Well, picture it this way. If you're a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. the last 12 years of your life, if you're like 15 years old right yeah, now, that's you think all it's you the, know. all you know is that. But forever, mm-hmm. they were like a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. It was like them and the Buccaneers yeah. and just bad. That's like, the, I mean, the Bulls have been bad for fucking ever now. Right. So if you're a Bulls fan of the last 14 years, yeah. you're like, oh, uh, this is terrible. We're yeah, not good. Exactly. But if you were in the 90s, mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh, no, Jordan. They'll come back. They'll they'll come back. back. <laughs> yeah, they'll come back. They'll, they'll, come back. they'll get somebody. So yeah, they got I, D. Rose. So hey. I, think, I think that that's what it is in sports. I think it's, I think when you're growing up, and I always said, I think the age, the age where you start to understand, like you understand at eight, nine, but you're not, it's not getting there. The, like the sticking. Co- competitive part the, of it. The competitive, yeah. like even watching the greatness. Odds, like you're mm. just like, oh, that guy's awesome. He caught something or look yeah. how fast he runs. I think when you're like 12, 13, you start to understand and then you see who's winning. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I agree. and winning matters. Yes. You know, when you're a little kid and you see like everybody well, partying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Used to. <laughs> but, uh, everybody gets a trophy now. So, so that's what I think, so that's what I think, um, why, Hockey hasn't taken to me because I took my son to a I took my son to a um, Ranger game. Yeah, that was re- that was this year, right? Yeah, recent. Yeah, and we went to a Ranger game and they won and it was great and he loves the the goal. Oh yeah, you know, hey, hey, Everyone hey, has their thing. Yeah. yeah, and they go, hey, hey, and he's going nuts and everything like that. And then like a week after, he's like, oh, let's see what the Rangers are doing. And then all of a sudden. The Yankees got this guy Aaron Judge who had 15 home runs in 30 games, and he's like, "What are the Yankees doing?" It just yeah. so it's it's hard. It's hard. so, but he's at the age now where I think if the Rangers started to win, yeah, he really want to like watch like him he's gonna yeah. be eight years old. I think if the Rangers could win they or go to the playoffs season. and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they had a great season. And and look, hey, they we're usually a, have a winning season. We love sports. I mean, you're you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You come from a, a Chicago city, is a yeah. I mean, Chicago's top five sports cities out in the country. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I think you got New York. I think you got Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think you got Boston. Mm-hmm. I think you got Los Angeles with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and then who would be number five? I don't know. Uh, let's think. So, yeah, I mean, St. Louis has the Cardinals. They're huge with it, but it's not enough because it's not enough because there's not a basketball team. Those, those, those cities that don't have all the sports drive be nuts. Too. I guess you could say maybe Texas. I was gonna say Texas. That's I guess what I, was I say, guess I think you, because it's so and big they so and they have many. so many teams and you got the you got the Dallas Cowboys which tra- mm-hmm. fans travel so well. You got the San Antonio Spurs who have that that unbelievable run. Um, and now they have the they have the Texans. 
Um, yeah, so I, I would say that those are the those are the five. I would say New York, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, and Texas. Yeah, that's those good. five markets, I think, um, you know, like Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's got two, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh's close to the five. I would say if you had a ten, Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, Pennsylvania would be in the in the ten, but not in the five. The five, are, I mean, because you look at the. Well, let's go through it. The Bulls have six rings. With, the Bulls have six rings. You're more of this than me. The Bulls yeah. have six because Jordan's got six. You've mm-hmm. got the 85 Bears. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks have uh, how many? Five. Do they? Yeah, I think, right? Or did I just make that up? I'm not looking it up. Oh, whatever. They got they got multiple, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, Chicago. Then you got the Lakers, which have like 11, you know, so many. The Yankees have 27. Um, Dallas has, you know, six Super Bowls or whatever. Five or six Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, they were, man, when I was a kid, they were, you, you couldn't beat them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you we got to grow up in... But, you know, I know people listening to this are like, you know, fuck you, Packers and oh, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And I know. I know the Packers. Shit are, all over you. Yeah, yeah uh, Packer fans are like... They're like... I actually, That's half of Chicago now. Is it? Oh, yeah, man. There's more Packers fans in Chicago than Bears fans. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, I know what happened. The Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, I, I don't like the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is baller. I don't know. I like him. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is hard well, to—it's hard to knock him. Yeah, but he does cool commercials for Chicago. Oh, I think he's—I think he's a cool dude. I like him. Uh, all right, so how about movies? We'll do some movies and we'll wrap this up here. Yeah, I watched. Uh, um, we watched one last night. Um, that was awful. I can't remember the name of it. Was it in the theater you went? Or? Oh no, no, no! We watched one that you told us to watch. I'm an Which idiot. One? And I fell asleep within five minutes. My wife said it was good. Uh, uh, Get out. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's good. I fell asleep in like three minutes. I was Did out, but my wife said it was good. You were tired, or you didn't? Oh like no, it? I was exhausted. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no, really. Really good movie. I'm known for passing out on movies. That's what I do. Oh, yeah. I always have... I never understood guys like you. I can't. I remember one of the funniest things ever. A friend of mine, Mike Todd, he fell asleep at every movie, whether it was 8, 10, or midnight. The midnight one you could understand. (laughs) But we walked into a packed, packed out theater of Saw. Like one of the horror movies, Saw. And it was like gore and like this intense music and torture and I mean not an empty seat in the place and we're sitting up there and people are just exploding out of their seats in this movie it was nuts and he just is snoring See, it's I one of the fun yes yeah, I can't fall asleep in a movie theater that's weird oh yeah no I got uh, friends that weird. fall asleep in movie theaters all the time yeah. oh wow that's yeah. crazy How, yeah I, I can't do I'm that I'm on my couch like, I got a whiskey in my hand it's easy yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're at home watching yeah. Netflix or a documentary yeah. and you got a whiskey it's you just wake up yeah yeah um all right, well, that's sports and movies because, uh, you know, this is so early, guys, but I wanted to put this one out because I am with a, a diehard uh, fan here, and uh, he always submits. And please submit your unacceptables. I'm going to read them uh, again. I'll probably have another one come out quicker now because I'm doing this on Sunday. But submit your unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. Dot com And uh, again, I'm going to do another podcast, but I wanted to have Robert on. He's uh, just a, a faithful uh, listener. I think more podcasts should have good fans on. Yeah, that's fun, man. Right? Yeah, yeah you no, should do that. no, thanks for, thank, thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you and your wife for always coming to support and, uh, myself. And I know you support Joe and all these uh, other comedians. I like the, um, I like the Atlanta market. You know, I think it's a good, I think it's a good comedy town and uh, the people are, uh, really nice here, except when they're not uh, cursing at you. I was say, it depends where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you're my in, that's my fucking you're a buckhead right now. All right, this is about as nice as it gets. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go a little south. We'll see how well that goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was gonna go today to uh, the new ballpark because it oh, just opened up. Yeah, is it I nice? Have, I haven't been in. Oh, I've driven past it, but I hear it's amazing. On the I, I was gonna go today at one o'clock against the Nationals, and I was like, you know what? 
I don't have the kids. I don't have the wife telling me we have to do something. I don't have to travel. You know what? I'm just going to fucking yeah, yeah. lay in bed and uh, enjoy enjoy one more uh, day of sleeping yeah, in. That's what I'm Sometimes you just want to be alone, man. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And you have rest. kids or no? No. No, no kids. No, just dogs. Just dogs. Yeah, Three just dogs. dogs. Yeah, dogs. Three yeah. dogs or two? It's, no, two now. Two now. If, okay. If they act up, I can put them down. You know, you okay. guys can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, plugs guys on, um, the 31st of May, 10 days from today, Wednesday, I will be at the Hartford funny bone. Please come out to that. That's a great room, but it's a Wednesday night. So we're trying to get some people in there to, uh, I'm running the hour. So come out to that. Also June 2nd and 3rd, I will be performing at the Saratoga comedy works in Saratoga, New York. Please come out to that as well for other dates and everything. Please go to, um, Paul Verzi. Dot com and uh, Robert, I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank you for uh, all the all the support and everything. And um, yeah, man, when next time I'm in, you know, hop on, say hello, and uh, you know, come out to a show. That was a pleasure, man. Yeah, I'll see you in New York anyway. I'll see you when you do your special. Oh, I'm nice. Coming out to that, man. You're coming sure. out to the special. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I wouldn't miss it. That's awesome. Check out paulverzi.com. Follow me on Twitter at paulverzi, and uh, you guys will be getting another podcast uh, this week. Take care.